Hello and welcome. So, Nate just throwing me off right at the start there. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, pal. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Knights of Evening Star, a brand new mini series here on the DD channel. Uh, I am Mark Humes, Dungeon Master for High Rollers. You may also know me as Kaliana from Critical Role, Esmeralda and Zopa from DCA, as well as many other little appearances in the RPG world. Um, and I am joined by a wonderful assortment of guests. Uh, who I'm going to let introduce themselves this week to make sure that they give you the full appreciation of who they are, what they do, and also what character they'll be playing this week. And let us begin with Anna. Please tell us who you are, what you do, and who you are playing. I was not expecting to be picked first. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna. Secret you... tunnel. <laughs> Dang it. Yes. Secret tunnel. Uh, hi, I'm Anna. On this channel, you may have seen me hosting D&D Live or on Dice Camera Action. Otherwise, in D&D, you might have seen me on Acquisitions Incorporated. And elsewhere in the world, you might know me through Twitch, either as a streamer or as a producer, and uh, or as a host of esports tournaments and other things that make me talk on camera, like this one that I am doing right now. Uh, and my character is Agnes Crownsilver. She is a wood elf. She is a druid of the Circle of Wildfire. And last week she burned a little stuff and might burn more stuff this week. Who knows? And I'll tag my brother, Shady Penguin. Hi, I'm Anna's brother, Shady Penguin, also <laughs> known as Shady. Everyone's like, oh uh, my gosh, are they really siblings? <laughs> oh my God. I have no idea. Uh, so I, uh, I'm here and I've obviously been on twitch.tv slash D&D for a very, very long time, numerous occasions. It's not my first <laughs> show here. Um, you may have seen me on the internet doing other things. Uh, I did Pokemon stuff once and tonight I will be Tarkal, Tarkal Crown Silver, uh, who is a wood half elf rogue who is a little nervous, not me, I'm not nervous, but Tarkal's a little nervous uh, about his newfound position and nobility. And I will go ahead and popcorn over to Mika. Hello, uh, I am Mika Burton. You would have probably seen me here with Anna hosting D&D Live on this channel. Um, you may also know me from Critical Role, another D&D thing, um, or from esports or from cosplay. I do too much, I should take a nap. <laughs> um, and today I am playing a high elf sorcerer. Her name is Azara Mithras and she is uh, very fond of, of lightning and, and setting people ablaze via lightning. Um, and I hope she gets to set more people ablaze via lightning. This is an exciting concept for me. And I'm going to popcorn it uh, to th th this way. Yeah, I can I can do directions to a uh, little emo boy over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, he's in, he's in black and he's in a black background. <laughs> Hi, with black I'm, headphones. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm little emo boy. You can find me on SoundCloud. That is my mumble <laughs> rapper name. Um, and... I am playing Marcel, a edgelord, half-elf, eldritch knight. I like for you got it, you got it. Everything. <laughs> um, yeah, he, you know, he, he's a broody boy. He's a magic fighter guy. He wears a mask, doesn't complain about it, and he's, he's here to have a good time. <laughs> he is here for a good time. Um, perfect. Well, I hope, have you guys all been well? Is everyone okay? Are you ready for some... D and D and who cares? Anything let's exciting play. to tell us about? You just want it, right? Okay, Nate. <laughs> what you said? know what? Sure, let's just crack into it. Um, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Knights of Evening Star is set in the land of Cormir, 
a part of the Forgotten Realms universe, and we are following the exploits of these four young heroes who have been given the responsibility of managing a small village, a keep, and the surrounding lands. Um, last week, our heroes made their way along the high road to the town of Evening Star and reflected on the titles and responsibilities given to them by Queen of Cormir, Raedra Oberskir. Just before they arrived at the village, however, they were ambushed on a bridge by a group of bandits and thugs who used deceased Cormir knights to disguise themselves. A name was mentioned by the thugs, the Thorn Hand, and the only major casualties from the battle were the thugs and the bridge itself, thanks to a little wayward fire magic. Um, and that is pretty much uh, where thing, what everything that happened last week. Um, so let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Yay! Yeah. You get to do that. You do. That's so exciting. Night is beginning to settle. The dark Cormirian sky is tinged with a slight purple hint as the sun is just in its final, final moments before it dips just behind the Stormhorn Mountains that flank this part of the world. The people of Evening Star, rural folk dressed in hardy clothing, well-designed for farming the fields and tending to orchards, stand around the market square looking expectantly at you and each other, as Agnes and Tarkel have just delivered something of a small address to their new uh, serfs, their new citizens, um, in front of the large manor house, which will serve as your temporary housing uh, whilst you are here in Evening Star. There is a male tiefling with you. His age is hard to tell, maybe anywhere between sort of 30s and 50s, um, he has a small kind of like thin forked beard uh, and one of his horns is broken, walks with a cane uh, and he introduced himself to you last time as Dusk, your seneschal, the person who is your liaison between yourselves and the townsfolk of Evening Star, but also the man that you can go to to get things done, things for if you want to build things, if you want to hire people. Um, the seneschal is the man who will help that happen. He'll also be the one that helps you collect taxes and, and that sort of thing, if that's something you would desire to do. Dusk what? kind of gestures to What was to his name you. again? Dusk. Dusk. It's just okay. Dusk, yeah. And his title Dusk. is seneschal. Okay. Um, and he gestures to you as the crowd is kind of lingering around, looking expectantly. You can see that a few kind of temporary barricades and barriers have been built around this market square and gatherings of farmers, laborers with pitchforks and torches and hatchets, you know, crude rudimentary weapons have kind of assembled themselves into a very, very loose militia. Everyone looks around nervously. The tension here is very, very high as everyone looks in the direction that you've all come from, looking up into the hills, where just in the distance you can see the silhouette of a keep overlooking over the river, looking down onto the village of Evening Star. Uh, Dusk kind of gestures to you all. <clears throat> Forgive me, good counsel, my lords and ladies. Uh, we should head inside. There's various things that I should discuss with you, and uh, you should meet some of the other people that will be helping you here in Evening Star. Um, if, your, if your forces would be so kind, a lot of the people here haven't been able to sleep or rest for a while. If they could keep a lookout that. That would be very appreciated, I think. 
Tarkal like looks over to Agnes. Agnes, just like she looks at him like, "You can do it." <laughs> yes, that's that's a great idea, Dusk. These forces can stay and and let the citizens get some well deserved rest. Uh, thank you, my lord. Thank you. Um, your with your forces, you have a a force of about twenty young trainee knights. They're not full knights. Uh, they don't wear full plate armor. They have kind of scale mail, breastplates, uh, shields, spears, that sort of thing. Uh, they are, you have about 20 of them, um, a unit, one unit of them. And they are led by a half-orc woman who does wear breastplate. You can see that she's quite muscular, very well uh, defined, you know, defined athletic body, but still takes an element of femininity about her. She has quite long, beautiful black hair, but it's currently tied up. Um, small little tusks poking out from underneath her her lips uh, with pale green skin, and a now beautiful jagged scar running down her neck from the ambush. Uh, this is your blade captain, the commander of this unit, um, Ilharis, Ilharis Dawnwhisper. She nods to Tarkal. Uh, very good, sir, my lord. We'll get to it. These people deserve a rest, uh, uh, and we can definitely set up a better perimeter than what they have here. They've They've done what they can, but you can tell these people aren't used to fighting. Um, she kind of gives a nod. She salutes to everybody, uh, everyone assembled, including Marcella and Azara. And then the the unit basically disperses. And you watch as the soldiers, you know, they kind of clap the villagers on the shoulder, shake their hands, and the relief of the villagers is very apparent as you look around. Um, the soldiers take up defensive positions. They begin moving some of the barricades into better places, setting up crossbows and things like that so that if an attack comes, They'll be ready to defend this market square as best they can. Um, and yeah, and then Dusk leads you uh, towards a large manor house uh, where you can see uh, a few lights inside have been uh, lit to illuminate a few empty rooms. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do or talk about or, or any questions you have at this point? Um, when we saw the villagers that were like arming themselves with various pitchforks and crossbows mm. or anything did it did anyone strike me as arming themselves with like magic like they were just getting their hands ready or like they had some spell mm. things preparing you the the brief kind of look around that you get of the people here you don't think so okay. most of them appear to be wielding weapons um you would imagine and this is something that azara would know in character anybody mm -hmm. who's kind of over the age of sort of like 15 Mm -hmm. um, if they displayed any magical talent, they would have been sent to the academy to be trained as war wizards. Okay. Um, anybody who has, you know, minor magical abilities probably wouldn't be able to use them in combat. They'd probably be only able to like manifest prestidigitation and things like that. Um, but anybody who can cast cantrips and spells would be trained as a war wizard officially by the, by the kingdom. So, so essentially, the the task that I was given was to look out for youngins in exactly. the town. And okay. If, you know people displaying their first displays of, of arcane power. You know, this would be gotcha. sorcerers who don't understand it or a young wizard, somebody who has the capacity to learn, but maybe mm -hmm. hasn't been given the opportunity because they've come from a situation where they don't have access to that sort of knowledge. Um, those would be the ideal candidates for you um, for that kind of area as well. Likewise, if any traveling divine casters, you know, priests or priestesses come about, Technically, they would fall under your jurisdiction. Although you are an arcane caster, you would still be responsible for them because oh. they are part of the magical community, um, even if they're not strictly wizards. Um, not necessarily under your command, but there's definitely an expectation that you would do what you could to help them. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Perfect. Anything from anyone else? Any other questions or uh, things you would like to do? Uh, when we came into the town and the citizens were all gathered and gathering weapons, was that the entirety of the population of Evening Star? No, no, definitely okay. not. You would estimate that uh, a village of about this size probably has about 800 people, but they okay. wouldn't all live here. They'd be spread out to a lot of farms on the outskirts, probably, you know, in the fields, quite, you know, sort of like an hour travel away. Um, okay. The people that you can see here are clearly the wealthiest citizens, people that can afford like actual houses that aren't next to their farms, merchants. You can see what looks to be, there's a family of four bakers. You can kind of guess by their kind of flowery aprons who have got massive rolling pins and a few big knives and hatchets uh, who seem to be sort of some of the main people in the town who are going around organizing things with each other. Um, you can see a few sort of like laborers, maybe carpenters or something like that uh, assembled. But yeah, most of the people here are the actual kind of richer townsfolk that live in this small center. Um, the okay. rest of the population would live out in outlying farms, basically. Gotcha. Um, so it's not a lot of people. Um, but yeah, without anything else, uh, Dusk leads you into a beautiful manor house, at least on the outside. Um, once you emerge inside, the uh, vacancy of the building becomes apparent. It is very empty. Uh, it is, uh, there is not much furniture left, a few tables, a few chairs, um, curtains and drapes, but anything of decoration, anything of personality has long since been removed from this place. Um, Dusk brings you inside, bowing formally, um, and he introduces you to two other figures. Uh, one appears to be a probably in his sort of like late 50s, early 60s, elderly human man, quite well-dressed in a nice vest, pair of trousers and sturdy boots. Um, he has uh, spectacles, long kind of thispy, thin, wispy white hair, um, and he bows very deeply. Uh, and next to him is a small rock gnome. Um, she kind of stands out. She's very clearly elderly, but not old old you probably guess like maybe in a sort of like 40s 50s if she was a human but with a gnome you're not quite sure how old she might be um quite cheerful big kind of rosy cheeks with this kind of pale gray skin um kind of uh, reddish colored hair uh with a few gray streaks uh, through it um and she curtsies deep uh, dusk introduces them uh my lord and lady let me introduce you to uh a couple of people that, that will be working for you, serving you here in the manor house or the keep if, if you wish to live there. Uh, this is Nigel Goodfellow, uh, a retainer. Uh, he'll be responsible for any household duties or services you require. Um, and this is Audrey Landstone, uh, a cook and housekeeper. She'll be making sure the place is kept clean and making sure you're well fed uh, to the best of Evening Star's abilities as well. Good Lord and Lady in Council. Um, if you have any questions or if you have any services of them, please do let them know. They'll be happy to help you. Uh, the elderly man bows deep. My lords and ladies, it is most pleasurable to have you here in Evening Star. The villagers, uh, well, there are some problems right now, and we are very grateful for your presence and your guidance in this matter. Uh, Audrey curtsies uh, uh, kind of deeply. Oh, I, uh, we're very pleased to be having you here, my lady. Thank you so, uh, my lord, my lady. It's, it's wonderful to see you here. Uh, I, I, I'll do my best. I, I'm afraid my cooking might not be what you're uh, used to in the capital, but I, I'm told I do a wonderful, uh, wonderful pie now and then if you need it. And uh, 
Well, of course, uh, I'm babbling. I shouldn't be babbling. Uh, Nigel and I will be around if you need any of us. Um, just just give the word, uh, ring the bell, whatever it is that you do. Uh, and then she kind of tugs on the elder man's arm and the two of them step uh, step back, um, allowing you to kind of enter and do as you will, as, as is fitting for someone of your position. Um, I, I want to clasp her hand. Oh, right. Oh. As she says, like, you know, my cooking is is not going to be what you're used to in the capital. And I just kind of look at her and I'm like, I'm sure it'll be wonderful. And we will do our best to serve you in exchange for the wonderful food you prepare. And she also grabs Nigel's hand and says, oh. we're just so happy to be here. And we'll we'll try to fix all of those problems. He he looks like he could have a heart attack. The fact that you've 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 grabbed you've touched him. He 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 looks absolutely shocked uh, at this. Audrey smiles wide. Oh, Baroness, thank you so much. How wonderful! What a lovely change of pace from that miserable Lord Jeremis that we had before. Oh, you're just wonderful. Look at you, so radiant. Oh, when, when Nigel, she says Baroness, I'm... Agnes is like, uh, just Ag- Agnes is fine. No, Lady Agnes, please, with at least some formality. I think Nigel will have a heart attack if he calls you by your first name. Um, yes, that would not be appropriate at all. Uh, my my lady, uh, my lord, please. Uh, please, we do not wish to get in your way. And uh, Seneschal Dusk, uh, there are important matters you must discuss with him. These, these ruffians that have been troubling our good folk here, uh, anything you can do to, to stop them. Uh, would be greatly appreciated. Uh. What's Nigel's job again? Uh, he is your retainer. So he's kind of like your man servant, I guess. He'll do... If you've ever watched Downton Abbey, he's your, like, master <laughs> bait. Uh, okay. He's like, you know, if you need cleaning or if you need goods from, like, you know, a yeah. store, he'll go and buy them for you. Or he'll, Great. you know, help you get dressed in the morning. Well, he'll help tarkle and marcel get dressed he would not deem to right. help the ladies but right, right. he would be there to kind of be an attendant to them as mm-hmm. they need it um cool marcel's yeah. gonna walk up to nigel just little broody man just goes rooms <laughs> yes of course uh, uh minister uh we have a selection of rooms upstairs i've already prepared uh, prepared one for all of you. Uh, if you would follow me, I can show them to you if, if you'd like. Mm. He starts walking upstairs. Oh, uh, Minister! He shuffles after you much, much slower. He's not able to move as quickly as you. Um, but yeah, he kind of, Nigel turns around and says, I can show you all if, if you wish to, to your rooms, and then uh, Seneschal Dusk would like to speak with you in, in the meeting room. Um, but yes, oh, and he kind of stumbles up the stairs trying to keep pace with Marcel, like, Please, uh, Minister, wait for me. Uh. <laughs> Agnes grabs her own luggage and starts lugging it upstairs. Okay. Marcel sees him like struggling to keep up, and it's just sort of like he doesn't like turn around and welcome him, but he more just like stops and just kind of <laughs> until waits until up. it's like the the gap is. <gasps> thank you, thank you, Minister. And then he continues up the stairs ahead of you. Um, Dusk will, anybody who does leave their bags, uh, Dusk will pick them up um, and will carry them behind it. He kind of sees Agnes, doesn't say anything, lets Agnes kind of carry her own bags, but he will look at Tarkel and uh, Azara as in a, would you like me to carry your bags? (laughs) And I will do so. Uh, Azara just kind of whips her hand and uses Mage Hand to have her bags Mm. go up up the stairs with her. Okay. I think Tarkel would grab his bag. Yeah. He would grab his own bag. Yeah. 
you watch as Dust kind of watches this. Doesn't really show any kind of expression, but watches it and just nods and follows. Um, Agnes nods with great approval as Tarkal picks up his own bags. (laughs) (laughs) Sister approves um, of these independent nobles. Um, And yeah, the Nigel, uh, Nigel Goodfellow, takes you upstairs. The manor house here is very barren. It's very bare. There's no kind of uh, decoration. There's no personality to it. You can see that it's been neglected a little bit on the interior. Um, Lots of things are kind of falling apart. Um, Wood walls are kind of faded. The paint's peeling in certain areas. Um, But the rooms are prepared. There are several rooms. Um, The Baron and Baroness each have their own, quite a luxury suite. Uh, Zara and Marcel both also have quite nice rooms as well. Not as large as the the nobles, but still large enough. Double beds. There are cushion, there are pillows, there are you know blankets, um, all prepared. But in terms of furnishings, very empty. There's a desk, probably a storage chest for you to put any personal belongings. But apart from that, really not much else. Um, the windows have also all been uh, barred up by wood. They've been like fortified so that things like arrows can't be shot in. Um, uh, but yeah, you are each given a moment. Um, Dusk will basically stick his head into each room as you're getting settled. Uh, if you're, if and when you're ready, my lords and ladies, I would like to discuss uh, the state of Evening Star and give you an overview of, of the lands and, and what uh, the local area, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I've prepared a map down in the meeting room. Um, it's just on the, on the floor below, uh, just across from where you entered. Uh, and he bows his head um, and shuffles off. You, I think that uh, probably Agnes and um, Marcel would notice Dusk is very good at being very quiet. He's very good at just when he leaves, you don't hear him leave. When he comes in, you don't hear him come in. Um, he's very, very good at moving about without drawing any attention hmm. to himself. Um, but yeah, you guys have like some moments if you want to chat with each other, or if you, there's things you want to do in your rooms, set things up. This is a, a perfect opportunity. Agnes is going to start unpacking her bag and on the top are a bunch of like, you know, druid craft things. Like she hangs this bundle of sticks on the wall and she has this like bouquet of feathers that she sets up in like a little jar that she finds. And she has like um, strings with funny beads and charms on them that she hangs on the poles of the bed and like little, um, little strange, they look like cups, but they have like ash in them and she kind of goes and has her bird light them so they bring some twinkling firelight to the room and she's kind of just like you know set making this her own Mm. very very nice very very nice perfect Um, do the doors to the rooms have locks on them they would have bolts on the inside so it's kind of a a slide along bolt but not like a a key lock gotcha but it's still like you can lock unlock from you can secure it yeah okay cool yeah and i think once marcel's on on your own um, mm-hmm. You do hear a voice. Well, this seems nice, at least. It'll work for now. The people here what? seem... What do, you, what do you say, Marcel? Good? Are you talking to us? No, it's nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. So this She's is a dumb very... question, but what's like in the room? Is it just the Curious. bed? Uh, yeah, for you, you guys, it's pretty much a bed, a desk, and a storage chest, like a kind of wooden trunk. That's kind of it. There are curtains. The windows are boarded up, like I mentioned. But mm-hmm. apart from that, there's really nothing. No tapestries, no paintings. Almost like anything of worth was stripped out of this place. 
Um, I think uh, seeing this, Azara would like step into the room, put all of her bags down, kind of pull her shawl around her and a little bit of disgust, look around and then head down the hallway to uh, Agnes's room and, and knock on the door. Sure. Yeah, you hear a knock. I'll open it. Um, Miss Miss Agnes, Lady Agnes, um, if if this isn't too bold of me to ask, I do you mind if I head up decorating our keep? I feel like it's a little barren and not up to par for you know, such a lady as yourself and such a lord as your brother. And uh, I feel like it's not homey or welcoming. And I was just wondering if that would be all right. Oh, I mean, yeah, if that makes you happy, of course. Uh, maybe just, you know, don't mess with my, like, you know, all my my spell stuff, you know? But, like, you can, I mean, if that makes you happy, sure. Just make sure that you ask before you go in the other people's rooms, I guess. Of course, of course. And is there any special request that you would like in your room? A tree, perhaps? Oh, can you do that? Yeah. Can I have, like, five? Five? Yeah, sure. Can my bed be made out of trees? Can you do that? I can see. I mean, I know sure. you're really powerful and, you know, you can make anything you want, so. I'll, I'll make a note. Tree, tree bed. Tree bed? I Sounds just kind cool of... to me. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm happy with this, but if you feel like, you know, spicing it up, then. I'll see what I can do. And I just kind of quickly turn around and walk back <laughs> to my room. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, Marcel, uh, Marcel or Tuckle, anything from you guys? If not, we can just jump ahead to you guys meeting up with Dusk. I think Tarkle would have okay. just like taken taken a minute to sit at the edge of his bed and kind of like breathe because this is the first time. <laughs> take a breath. Once again, this is the first. Well, this is the first time he's been alone, like since yeah. he thrust into nobility. So he's kind of just uh, trying to navigate all the things that happened um, with that math I guess uh, meme. Would this would this kind of empty barren room be at least a bit more comforting for Tarkle? Like this isn't too different to what you've had before. So it's kind of like, okay, this is okay. This yeah. isn't too ridiculous yet. I can deal with this. Is there yeah, kind he, of like an he definitely of that? he definitely likes the simplicity. That's how I was asking what was in the room, because he likes yeah. that it's just very, very stripped down, very homely for him. Um yeah. but everything's so fresh. So his mind is still racing, but he does enjoy the brief reprise reprise okay. in his room. Uh, but then he's probably looking for his sister to figure out what to do. Yeah, well, I think the yeah the next time we kind of see the heroes together is you guys meeting with Dusk um, downstairs. You see him kind of holding this this cane, kind of leaning on it, um, his one broken horn kind of catching a bit of light, and he's stood in front of a large table upon which is a big drawn map that illustrates Evening Star and the surrounding lands. Um, and if you guys uh, check in our Discord that we have, I sent you said map. I'd also posted it up on Twitter. And I believe White Text Friend will be able to show it on stream as well um, as it displays the overall landscape of Evening Star itself, as well as a few kind of key locations nearby. Um, Dusk gestures to it and says, oh, well, thank you uh, once again, Lord, Lady, good counsel, as he gestures to Azara and Marcel. Um, as you can tell, no doubt by the state of the village and my understanding, your reception at the bridge things are not well in evening star this thorn hand has been plaguing us for the last 10 day he's raided the farms on the outskirts they've even raided some of the buildings here in in the center of the village uh, the local inn um, 
several of the, the stores have all been plundered. We've managed to form at least a basic militia, but if he attacks in force, if him and his forces attack, well, we wouldn't stand a chance. For now, uh, I can tell you that he seems to have been, he's taken all of his forces up to the, the keep, um, which is just outside of the village, a few hours across the river. Uh, it's a heavily guarded position. It looks down onto the river and then onto the road itself. Very difficult to approach. They seem very well organized from what we can gather, but I don't really have much information beyond that. Uh, any of the soldiers that were here, uh, we believe them to be dead or at least taken prisoner up at the keep. So I've managed to glean a little bit from a few of the young men who have offered to sneak up and tell me what they can. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. In terms of the village itself, it is quite small. We have a few facilities um, a few local businesses, but it's a lot of farms, a lot of orchards, a lot of wheat farms. Uh, it tends to be a very good center for trade, but because of all the various devastation throughout Cormier's history, we've never really been able to build it up. Uh, so it's always just remained quite a small village. I'm, I'm hoping that perhaps with your leadership and guidance, that might change. Our previous lord was a bit of a miser, really. He, he didn't like to spend money he didn't think was necessary and didn't really care for the people all that much. I hope that you, you might be a little different. Uh, and he looks at Agnes when he says that. Still, she nods. Um, if there's any questions that you have, please, uh, I'm at your disposal. Has there been any patterns of their attacks? Anything of value, honestly, Lord Ground Silver? Um, merchants who have tried to come to the the village have been attacked, wagons, caravans, uh, most of the rich businesses in town. They've left most of the farms. Uh, they've taken crops and food, things like that, um, any kind of weaponry that they can find. But it's mainly the richer businesses. I, I know that poor Kira, who runs the well, runs the, the local tavern, the Lonesome Tankard, she was hit very badly. The tavern was partially destroyed, her savings, goods all stolen. Um, now, Smithy was raided. It's now basically useless. Um, everything they could take. That's, that's what we've seen so far. No real pattern as far as I can tell. Just anything of value. Anything that they could easily target, uh, if you catch my meaning. Dust, could you provide us with a, a ledger of all the things that were stolen so that we could give back to each person what was taken from them if we can find it again? Of course, my lady. Absolutely, I can do that. I'll begin working on that immediately. It shouldn't take me too long. I know most of the people, and they've already given me a rough idea, but uh, I can formally put it together in a ledger for you, most certainly. Uh, the people will be very relieved to hear that. Um, is the intention, then, that you you uh, do wish to, to, to deal with these brigands and, and to recover the goods, then? Uh, oh, certainly. We can't expect the village to function if the people can't provide for themselves by doing their craft and business. That's very good to hear. That's very good to hear. I should warn you from my understanding of these brigands. Most of them are, are brigands, thugs, criminals. Uh, but the Thornhand himself, there's a few, there's a few folk that he, I don't know if they're uh, people that he's trained or people, loyal followers, but they're, they're quite strong. Um, the garrison definitely didn't stand much of a chance. And what we've seen, I've seen a few fighters in my time. I can tell when somebody's knows what they're doing. Um, and a few of them with him are definitely of that ilk, uh, clearly seasoned uh, combatants. Uh, there's also, we believe a mage with them. At least we think so. We heard 
we heard something a few days ago just before the keep was taken, like something tearing down stone. When I sent some of the young lads to investigate, parts of the walls and one of the towers of the keep has, has been destroyed. It's been pulled down by vines and weeds. Um, I think that somebody with the thorn hand has a very strong grasp of, of natural magics. Um, somebody quite potent. Interesting. Well, uh, we've brought a small force with us, right? They're still around, most of them, right? Yeah, you've got, yeah, you have a unit. You have 20 soldiers. A unit. And I, I would love, Dusk, if you would ask anyone in the village who wishes to join forces and protect their village to join us. No pressure from anyone. I don't want anyone to feel like they have to. This is our job. But if anyone would like to join, you know, take up arms or even support us from the back line, we would take any any hands locked together as a, a village family that we could. Of course, my lady, I, I will most certainly do that. I do think that, unfortunately, this contends with another problem. I, I didn't want to mention it until after we decided what to do with the keep, but a lot of the strongest members of the, uh, the strongest workers in the village, well, they were hoping to set up a new quarry with a, a dwarven woman, Dagmar. She's a resident here. They traveled to the quarry north of the village just before this thorn hand attacked. We've not heard from them since, and the last messenger I sent hasn't returned either. Uh, the most of the people left, they're farmers, they're strong, capable folk, but I wouldn't really count on them much in a fight. But I will absolutely put the, the requisition out to see if we can gather at least a small force of people who are willing to, to fight. Um, of course, I will absolutely do that. But uh, another problem to unfortunately consider perhaps one that can wait till after the keep or, or this thorn hand is dealt with, but a problem nonetheless. Certainly. Magister Azara, uh, I don't know much about magic myself, I'm, I'm afraid, um, but I can always uh, find the young man who uh, was the one who told us about the walls. Perhaps he may be able to give you more information that may be useful to you. Yes, I, I would like to speak with him. And I was also wondering, how does the village itself feel about magic, seeing as... These poor villagers are left defenseless and maybe we can set up some magical barriers or or some alarm systems to make them feel a little more safe until we can deal with the thorn hand. Oh, my lady, of, of course. No, we would be honored to have such a, a prestigious war wizard. I mean, the people here have all heard stories about the war wizards and how they fought oh. against forces in the war. They'd be most honored to, to see your work in person, I'm sure. Uh, do mind some of them may be perhaps a little astounded. We haven't we occasionally get a traveling illusionist who comes and performs shows at festivals, but none of them have seen real magic before. Um, I know that uh, it may be a bit of a surprise to some of them. Uh, but yes, well, uh, anything you could do would be useful. I promise I'll go easy on them, but anything to make the village feel safe. <laughs> thank you, Magister. Thank you. Um, Minister, uh, Lord Crown Silver, any questions for me? Uh, uh, looks over to Agnes. He's just trying to think. Does does do we know their numbers at all inside the keep? Ah, that's a good, that's an excellent question, my lord. Um, it's difficult to say based on the attacks on the farms. Um, I've done some basic calculations myself. I estimate that maybe there's maybe thirty to forty of them. I think, uh, not including the thorn hand himself, who I've yet to see. We've heard reports of them, but we've not seen them. Um, and this elite group of troops that, that he travels with, um, 
but that's not including them, but about 40 or so brigands, I think, 30 to 40 brigands uh, signed up with his cause, um, I believe. Uh, I think uh, Tarkold, like, kind of defer to Marcel, because Marcel's mm-hmm. our, he's, you know, he's about our fighting. He's your minister. Um, he's our minister. Get, uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't hear this. Did we get, like, their, lo- their like, whereabouts? We know. Uh, yeah. Dusk points at the keep. I believe that they're all, um, they're all staying up in the keep, uh, my lord, uh, minister. Uh, they've taken it over completely from what we can gather. Uh, the walls that were broken, one of them at least has been reinforced with barricades, but um, it's still accessible. But the main gate, the keep is very well defended. The only real approach is from the road, and he gestures to the map. There's a road that leads up, but the keep's front gates point directly at it. Centuries, the landscape around it has been cleared of rocks and brush. Uh, they'll spot you coming up that a mile away. Uh, the approach from the river and the, the, the hills it's a difficult climb and you'd have to wade across the river. So they've got that one covered quite well as well. But uh, yeah, I think that they're all holed up there. I don't think that they're, they're going to chance it in the King's Forest or up in the Stormhorns. A bit too dangerous with monsters there. The keep gives them an excellent defensible fortification to strike from. It's close to the road to raid caravans. It's perfect for what they want to do, I think. Hmm. As a, a point of clarification, are those barricades made of wood? Uh, I, I believe so, my lady. Yes, I think that they've dismantled uh, stables or pulled out barrels and crates for spare wood. Uh, She's just kind of like rubbing her hands together. She's like, great, awesome, okay. I did, I, I did have one of the locals did uh, mention some flames coming from the bridge. Um, Am I to trust that everything is is all right? Uh, it depends on how you think about all right. Uh, the bridge is not all right, uh, ah. but we will repair it. Yes, I will try and send. I'll try and get some some folk who can perform the repairs. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll put that on my list of things to accomplish. Um, Certainly, and make sure they're well paid. Will you? Of course, of course, my lady. Course. Um, how close are the barricades to the forest on the map? <laughs> uh, so on the map, um, the Starwatch Keep is where the the thugs and brigands have all been set up. Um, the barricades. You, this isn't like a. This isn't an exact replica of what the keep looks like on the map. It's kind of a rough approximation. Right. Um, the barricades themselves are actually reinforcing the broken wall. Um, okay. 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 You. Apart from that, yeah, you, you don't really know the details. Of, so yeah, there's. It's not like, like if Agnes set something on fire, it would set the forest on fire, right? No. No. Okay. The King's Forest is far, far to the south. Yeah, it's far, far why, to the south. Why would you I'm, ask something like I'm, that? I'm <laughs> just checking to make sure that I don't need to lecture you. I'm just checking. <laughs> I don't know why that question made me laugh at all. Uh, Marcel will just be like, all right, four hours and we attack. Uh, uh, just out of curiosity, is uh, could we perhaps rest? Wait, our rest is four hours because we're elves, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Just four kidding. Hours. Sounds perfect. Exactly what I was thinking. Um. I don't mean to overstep here, uh, my lady, my lord. However, don't you think we should maybe possibly speak to some villagers, do some reconnaissance before we wildly, blindingly attack? It's not blind. We know where they are. 
we barely know anything about what we're handling. What if we go in and we're wildly outnumbered when it comes to skill and power? Why would we send a lord and a lady into their death? What sense does this make? Right. Well then, four hours I'll be leaving. Whoever wants to join me, feel free. Uh, uh, Marcel, Mar- dusk, dusk. Do you think there's anything yes, you would have missed? Any, any recon that you would have missed, or do we have everything we can have? <clears throat> well, from what I remember, uh, I have seen some of these people in the past, and, and I will, after, whilst you are resting, I'll speak with your unit commander so that she has all the details as well. Uh, they are, they have access to the equipment that was at Star Watch Keep. They'll have access to good armor, good weapons, um, bows, crossbows, things like that. They'll be well equipped. But these are brigands. Uh, I know a thing or two about the kind of folk that that strike out from woods and hills and mountains. They're not the most dependable of folk. Their biggest advantage is the keep itself. I'm sure that if if they weren't in that, they wouldn't really be too much trouble, even with better equipment and arms. But giving them a fortified position like that, that makes them difficult. They need to have the morale broken, I think, or certainly go up against troops who really know what they're doing or perhaps some magic or something like that that can destabilize them. Um, was, was the keep of any value to Evening Star before the brigands took it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my lord. Starwatch Keep is normally the home of the nobles who rule these lands, but it's a fantastic defensible position. Anybody, if there was ever trouble here in the village, we would normally flee to the keep. But when the keep was already taken, we didn't have that option. We didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, it overlooks the entire area you can see for miles around uh, it's very it's a it's it's very important i would say um it's the seat of your power to, to be quite honest it, it, the village itself is is a trading town but that keep uh, that's probably the most valuable thing here it defends the high road without that i don't think evening star has much of a chance uh, hearing that, Azara will turn to Agnes. Um, if I may, why don't we break their morale, as Dusk has suggested? Why don't we starve them out? Why don't we play this smart? Why don't we make sure that they have nothing left to live for before we take their lives? And then we can take the keep back and bring down this this thorn hand. But it makes more sense to be smart about this rather than to just go in swinging our swords wildly and she just kind of stares at Marcel. (laughs) Marcel, what do you think of this strategy? Could we perhaps uh, lay them under siege and and surround them and keep them in the keep until they uh, have no choice but to beg, surrender, and come out? Why not just destroy the keep altogether? I think we just just heard that part, if you were listening, because, you know, it's very valuable and Evening Star needs it, and it's not ours. Well, you know. if it was so badly needed, why wasn't it defended better? Well, because we weren't here. That's kind of the point. That's kind of just shifts awkwardly a little bit. <laughs> mm. Marcel, do you think that a head-on approach? I'm used to doing things from the shadows. Is is is, is this? Is should we perhaps lay a trap uh, in the woods? In in the King's Woods, growing up, we would lay traps when we'd want to catch prey. Maybe if we can even bait out a good amount of brigands with a false wagon 
and catch them by surprise and weaken their forces before we take the fortress. Would that be a strategy that would work with something other than animals that I hunt? Marcel just kind of like, I mean, he's wearing masks, so you can't see expressions much. His, <laughs> his eyes kind of shift weird and he's it's very clearly like unsure why people are asking him all these questions. <laughs> just, I guess it's as good a plan as any. It's settled then. <laughs> So, What's settled? What are we doing? I I think we're we're do, dusk. Do we have a spare wagon, perhaps that we could draw out some of these brigands? My lord, I can absolutely wreck. I can find something. Uh, I can absolutely find something. I'll speak to the townsfolk. Would you like me to send for uh, Blade Captain Ilharis so you can inform her of this strategy? Yes, I think that would be for the best. Very good. I will leave you to your deliberations. I can see that you clearly have uh, many things to discuss that my my ears are not necessary for. Uh, Dusk, before you go. Of course, my lady. Um, do you happen, or this keep, or this this town, have a more private room if we need to interrogate one of the brigands um, for more information on this thorn hand in a more private setting, somewhere possibly soundproof? The village... I suppose the basement of the Lonesome Tankard, the, the inn, uh, mm. I think that mm -hmm. that's still mm -hmm. standing. I don't think it was destroyed. The basement mm. there would be your best bet. You notice, you notice one thing. He doesn't, this question doesn't phase him. He doesn't, even, <laughs> he doesn't blink at this idea. Of course, the Starwatch Keep has its own jail and prison cells mm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine some of our people are being kept there. But if you do assault the keep, I imagine that this, this thorn hand is there. Can't imagine he'd be anywhere else. You maybe even to catch the brigand himself, uh, put him to the question of how he's managed this, how he's done all of this. This it was exceptionally well coordinated. The fact that they knew exactly when to strike the keep that it was after Lord Jeremy's left, mm. it would destabilized everything. Many of the forces went with him. Um, something something is amiss uh, for certain. Anyway, I won't take up too much more of your time. If you do have any questions, please just send word for me. I, I, I'm here to help. Uh, thank you, lords and ladies. Good counsel. Um, and with that, he kind of scurries off, uh, kind of, you know, with his cane, um, leaving. Marcel and Agnes, when he scurries off, he doesn't use the cane. He's not limping. He just leaves. Hmm. Um, uh, but within a few moments, um, I, I'm guessing you guys still kind of keep the conversation. Um, but Ilharis, the, the half-orc, the knight, the captain, uh, arrives. She crisps a, a very solid salute to you all. Um, <clears throat> am I to believe uh, that we have a plan for dealing with these brigands, my lords, ladies, uh, minister, magister? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, no. We, we have a few plans, but we have yet to decide on them. Maybe you, with your experience here could help us decide what the best course of action would be i would i would be very honored i would i would be very honored to provide you my uh, counsel if if you wish uh, my understanding is that we have a force up in the old keep the garrison has clearly been defeated and they have some numbers on us but these are brigands is there anything in particular that you would like to ask me or Anything in particular, well, Minister? Um, I, I guess, I, does this sound good to you? Uh, 
we're thinking of potentially baiting out brigands from the keep with uh, a faux wagon uh so they've been attacking trade and valuables um and then i was hoping we could get the jump on them and it sounds like azara wants to interrogate one of them before we siege the keep and i think that is i would never have thought of that azara that is brilliant um thank you did, uh, does it sound wise? Does it sound like it could work? In short, uh, Azara thinks we should starve them out. Uh, Tarkal thinks we should try to pick off a few before we get going. And Marcel thinks we should charge in fire blazing right away. Do you see any folly with any of these plans? May, would you like me to speak honestly, lords and ladies yes, and council? always. I must be honest, the idea of ambushing anyone like common thugs uh, it is not that is not proper of knights it isn't i keep slipping into dusk's accent it is not proper <laughs> of it is not proper of knights to ambush like thieves and criminals but it worked but for it, them but it would be effective i do console i do admit that if we are outnumbered and they have the fortified position we must do whatever we can to thin out their numbers my knights and I would prefer a frontal assault, as Minister of Arms Marcel has suggested, but I do think that it might be somewhat foolish not to do as much as we can before that happens. If they have a fortified position, I have no doubt that my troops have more discipline and are better trained than they are, but if they have the numbers, that, provide, that puts us at a significant disadvantage. Starving them out, I fear that that perhaps garrisons are set for sieges the people here if their farms have been raided may not have as much time as we would like them to have we also don't know if these brigands have more reinforcements coming if they do we may be caught in a, in a pincer we may be caught unawares by reinforcements my personal preference would be to take care of these brigands as quickly as possible but i think that perhaps some sort of deception and then interrogating them for more information on who is in the keep, ways that it can be accessed, would be an intelligent solution. Um, but keep in mind that my fighters are not adept at these methods of fighting. We are not scouts or woodsmen. We are knights. We are here to fight uh, in the honor of Cormir. Those are my opinions. <clears throat> Good idea, Tarkal. It sounds like the idea of having a, a wagon as bait might be just the thing. If we put a bunch of your knights inside a wagon that looks like it may be rich for, for the thieving, then uh, we can get them by surprise when they try to take what's not theirs. And on top of that, once we've taken out some of their forces and acquired someone to, let's just be honest, torture and get information, we can then go with Master Marcel's plan and storm in through the best entrance i'm sure there's a secret entrance a secret tunnel if you will that we can we can use to our advantage and use our full forces which they are trained as such to have a full frontal attack so everyone wins certainly uh to be clear a few things that i would like you to be aware of before we engage in this plan one i will certainly we will certainly need your assistance to sell the deception i am not a performer my knights are not performers um disguising us to look like merchants will not be advisable 
I would recommend that some of you are there to help with such a, a feat. The second one would be, uh, even if we thin their numbers, my knights can assault the front. We can draw away their forces. I am led to believe that this thorn hand has some elite fighters with him. My suggestion would be that whilst my forces and I draw their forces to their defense, yourselves, being competent as you are, make some sort of entrance, either through some discovered method or via the side entrances, uh, via the broken walls, and take care of these elite fighters and perhaps the Blackthorn himself. I don't honestly believe uh, part of being a knight is recognizing one's uh, limitations, and that would be that I know what my knights can accomplish, and that will be taking out the, the bulk of their minor forces. I don't think I'm a, a match for anyone who has the magic to pull down a castle walls or has been trained in fighting arts from across Beirut. That I must, unfortunately, leave in your capable hands, Minister, Magister, and if I may be so bold, Baron and Baroness, I am led to believe that you are both quite accomplished in, in combat, seeing your uh, expertise is at the bridge. That would be my personal suggestion. Uh, we lure some of their forces out, as Master Tarkal has suggested. We interrogate them for more information. My troops will lead a frontal assault, whilst the four of you perhaps make a clandestine entrance and deal with the more superior forces. Sounds great. I will have my men prepared, and my men and women prepared. Uh, please get some rest. We will get uh, supplies together. I believe uh, Master Dusk is, uh, Seneschal Dusk is collecting the wagon for this deception. So we should be ready to go in a few hours, uh, if that is all right. Uh, we, we have four hours, according to Marcel, so. <laughs> yeah, he's leaving in four hours, so. <laughs> Correct. Very well. Very well. I admire your bravery, Minister, certainly. Uh, and with that, she kind of bows her head. Um, and you can see she kind of, uh, she's kind of got her breastplate on, but she's pulled off like her shirt. So she's got like her bare arms and just braces um, showing ready for sort of combat. Um, she nods one more time, um, crisp salute. And then she makes her way out, uh, leaving just the four of you in the, in the manor house uh, in town to rest as you see fit. And I'm assuming you would all like to take a long rest with your lovely four hour. Now, technically the half elves, I think it's still a full eight hours. I can't remember uh, if they get trance or not, but if not, that's fine. Do you uh, need eight hours? Tarkal's the only half elf. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't think I got hit, and I don't do spells, so I think I'm good. You, I'm okay, good. you're actually oh. okay. You can just take a short rest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Agnes wants to take Azara aside real fast and be like, mm -hmm. "I don't prefer torture. I understand that sometimes it's necessary, and those who perpetuate." crime and evil must face the consequences. But we must keep in mind that some of these brigands may have been forced into this kind of service or may have extenuating circumstances. So just practice restraint if you can. Azara kind of puts on like a very cordial political smile. <laughs> My lady, I will be as careful as necessary when Conducting my interrogation. Agnes does not bow. look pleased, but <laughs> doesn't have much more to say. So she's kind of like, 
Okay, okay. then. <laughs> I've, I have told you what I would like, and you know what I would like. Whether you do that is now is now Azara's yeah. decision. Right. Cool. Uh, Agnes, uh, I like pull her aside. Do you think there's something wrong with using deception to take the advantage? Is that going to look poorly on our people? Well, I think your idea with the wagon is an excellent moral test because we're not deceiving anyone by having a wagon full of soldiers. No one's asking, is your wagon full of soldiers? We're just letting someone who may be doing evil attack our wagon, which might happen to be full of soldiers. And in this case, it is. Okay. Um, and and if, if I'm honest, truthfully, I, I, I thought we were going to be in the wagon, not the soldiers. Oh, well, I was assuming you and I would drive the wagon disguised as commoners. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, that's, yes. That's, that's great. That's, that's what I was thinking. That's what I meant to say. I meant to say that. Yes. Of course. Yeah. You and I okay. on the same, same yes. crown silver wavelength. Yes. Uh, I don't, he's still just like, he's literally looking up like this. Like, yeah, same. He just, something, <laughs> something, something feels wrong with the way that um, our, our, Leader was speaking about it, almost like where I'm going to kill her morale with this plan. But we're the Baron and Baroness, so it doesn't really matter. Never mind. Let's do it. We're doing what she said. Yeah, but it was the way she it was the way she spoke of deception and soldiers wanting to do a frontal attack as if their lives are worth spending, as if there's some sort of honor needlessly losing a life. Survival well, is key. Do you believe that? No, not at all. Survival is key. I thought we're here to. To, to, to do these people proud and bring life back into Evening Star. Agnes puts her hand like on, on over his heart and she's like, this is where you should listen. And she walks away. Uh, Marcel, while these conversations have been going on, um, yeah. you hear that familiar voice kind of in your head. Well, I don't know if just a full-on assault is the right idea, but at least we've got some people fighting alongside us this time. It's nice to not have to do everything by yourself or by ourselves. By us? Uh, how does it work? I'm, uh, I'm just saying back to him. It's, it's like telepathic. Or yeah. What, okay, so I'm not saying out loud. Yeah, this is telepathic. We can yeah. do like a telepathic time. No one can <laughs> hear you. I'll, I'll just say back like, mm, we can only trust them as far as we can throw them. No one's proven themselves trustworthy yet, so we'll see. True, true. Uh, the, the the red-headed one does seem a little bit oh, fiery, doesn't she? <laughs> I suppose that's kind of a double pun, but she does seem quite eager. I think that the the younger fellow, he seems okay, but you're right, you're right. We, we can't trust them yet. I mean, we've gotten into trouble trusting people before, haven't we? Still, <laughs> hopefully this will be all right. And it's, You said it was... It's it's good money, so maybe we can figure things out. Maybe this keep has a library. Do you think that it has a library? It may. Still, something to hope on to, anyway. Mm. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you rest. Sorry, I know I keep babbling on. It's just, you know, I can only... It's the only thing I can really do anymore. Soon enough. And Marcel's going to just kind of get up and walk out of the room. At that point, mm -hmm. no, like, not like a storm off, but no goodbyes either. Just out. Yeah. And I want to, I want to go talk to, uh, 
Dusk was the 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 guy who like kind of scurried out without a cane, right? Yeah, Sen- he's the seneschal. He was the he's the guy that's been sort of helping you guys set things things up and stuff like that. And yeah, if you if you head outside the manor house, um, you find him coordinating with a few residents, and you can see a wagon has been procured. It's currently being fixed, like one of the wheels has broken, but a few people are rapidly trying to fix it up and get it working. Um, it looks like this is going to be a really fast turnaround. Um, you know, it's kind of got like a really basic covering. It's a bit misshapen, uh, but he's kind of overseeing that. Um, he, he seems to notice you coming uh, and just turns around, bows deeply. Uh, my good Lord Minister, is there something wrong? Is there something I can help you with? As he's like mid-bow, mid-sentence, I'm just, I'm just kind of like, you carry a cane, but need not its aid to walk. Why? Oh, and he, you can see he, he's like leaning on it now, but he needs, is that, oh, an old injury. Uh, sometimes it's not as bad, but uh, on others, it is uh, cold weather and uh, late nights are a bit bit harsh on my knee, I'm afraid. Uh, I know I don't look it, but uh, I'm a bit world weary. And he smiles. Can I, can I like insight that, see if I believe him? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Huh. Five. <laughs> I mean, this, the, nothing changes, right? Like mm-hmm. you still, so you can still suspect him. You just don't have any confirmation about whether these suspicions are, are real or not. You know what he said is what he said. So I just kind of give up. <clears throat> and I just walk away. He watches, um, and he kind of like nods his head a little bit, uh, and then he goes back to what he was doing, uh, and makes a you know show of of helping coordinate things. Uh, as I'm walking away, I want to use, uh, I want to use my sword and detect evil and good. Okay, see if sure pick up anything. Uh, read that out for me, just so for people listening at home who don't know the spell, have yeah. a readout of it for us. So, uh, for the duration, which is concentration up to 10 minutes, uh, you know if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well and as where the this... creature is located. Uh, so you're using this around dusk, basically, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming. Um, you do not sense the presence of any of those creatures nearby. Okay. That's all. Okay, nice. Anything from anyone else? Um, Mika? Let's rest it up. Uh, rest? Yeah, rest. But I do want to make a point to know that Azara has changed her clothes and will be changing her dress every single frequently. time she takes a rest. Yes, very frequently. Okay, perfect. Um, but not represented on the art. The art is like no, the default. Art, the art is default, but it will be right. some other terrifyingly <laughs> skimpy dress, but in a different okay. color. More jewels. Perfect. <laughs> Terrifyingly Perfect. skimpy. Terrifyingly skimpy. Terrifyingly skimpy. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, perfect. Yeah, well, you guys get a long rest with the exception of poor Tarkle, uh, oh. who can take a short rest. Um, but old stickler for the rules DM is like, oh, he's a half-elf, doesn't doesn't quite get full uh, full trance. So, That's fine. That's uh, fine. But yeah, you get like four hours. Um, and within those four hours, a couple of things happen. You have a very... <laughs> unstable wagon uh that looks like it's been very rapidly repaired that looks like it has had a very basic covering kind of to disguise what's inside um a couple of horses have been found they do not look like you know military horses these look like farmhand horses so probably any sort of major battle might spook them and cause them to flee 
Um, also, um, your forces have gathered. So Ilharis has, Elissa, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I keep calling her Il- Ilharis. Her name is Elissa. Uh, I keep getting confused with another NPC. Elissa um, has gathered up your forces and they are ready to do what is necessary. Um, they are not, you know, they are wearing sort of metal armor, carrying shields. They do not look particularly stealthy, um, but you can probably fit sort of five or six of them in the back of the wagon um, if you wanted to. Two people can sit up front. Um, and then the next question is, where do you want this? Do, are you going to drive the wagon up to the keep? Are you going to drive it along the road and sort of hope that they kind of chase after you a little bit? What's the plan here? Uh, I think once Tarkal sees the wagon, he just wants to... Is Dusk around as well? Yeah, Dusk is okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dusk, this, uh, this is well and good. Does this look like a, a merchant's wagon? He kind of looks at it, looks back to you. Well, certainly not a very successful merchant, my lord, but it would pass, I think. It's really the best that we could do in, in such a short period of time. Oh, I'm no, of course. That- I, I appreciate it. I just don't want to risk uh, soldiers, soldiers' lives without a convincing facade. Well, we can cover up the back, and I think that if we can dress yourself, whoever is going to be leading the wagon, if we can dress them and they can convincingly portray perhaps a run on a down on their luck merchant, that could be convincing enough. I don't imagine that these brigands are the cleverest folk uh, around. Um, not if they've come from, you know, the, the hills and the mountains and the deep woods. Um, but still, uh, this is the best that we can offer, I'm afraid. No, this this is fine then. Um, and is there is there a common spot where where merchants have been attacked closer to the village, closer across the bridge? Over the bridge, yes, certainly, um, definitely across the bridge on the main high road. Um, that there's a crossroads where the road begins leading up to the castle, um, and around there there's a little bit of shrubland and some some rock outcroppings, things like that. Uh, a couple of small hills. Um, I think that most of the attacks have taken place near there. So certainly. Uh, but they'll need to know that the, the wagon is coming. I, I think that by the time you get onto the road, uh, any scouts that they have watching the village will know. So Very well. Hey, look oh, at that. Very good. Does this sound good? Is this, is this going to work? I hope so. Well, well, Dusk, we, uh, my sister and I will be will be manning the wagon. Uh, he he kind of looks like, oh, uh, and you see Elissa, the half orc, is she kind of looks um, looks at you both because I don't think she knew that you would be driving the wagon either. Uh, looks at Azara and uh, Marcel. If if uh, <sighs> Dusk looks around desperately like, I can't challenge this. This is not up to me to say they shouldn't do it. So he just doesn't say anything. He kind of just stammers on his words. Um, uh, seeing this, Azara will be like, Marcel and I will be just off the road, safely hidden to make sure that no harm comes to the Baron and Baroness, I guarantee you. Uh, if, if that is your wish, good counsel. Uh, Elissa nods. I will. I will be in the wagon as well, Seneschal, uh, with some of my best, my best trainees. Uh, we'll make sure that we do our best. Um, she nods, uh, and she she gathers up uh, sort of four, five young women, men and women. 
they all clamber into the back and you see they actually stack crates in front so that anybody looking in the back will just see a bunch of empty wooden boxes um and then they kind of huddle down into position uh some clothes are bought for agnes and tarkle kind of like ratty cloaks like traveler's cloaks um to kind of cover up your your outfits and things like that they give you some uh, bundles and sticks and things like that um and yeah you guys can be go on your way um it takes you about an hour or so to get out of the town out onto the main road past some of the farms and down the road when as you begin drawing towards the bridge which is still smoking a little bit there is that kind of realization sure go on uh when when I we're away from the town and safety, when at whatever point that I think like, okay, I would imagine that we are in danger yeah. of being attacked now. I want to sure. use wild shape to summon my wildfire spirit and have her okay. just like flit down and hide by my feet just to be okay. ready. So it's just this very faint, dull glow, but it's kind of hiding mm-hmm. underneath your like skirts and things like that, where it's kind of like underneath this cloak, but there's just this faint little orange glow. Yeah. Um, so as you do that, you're trundling along. And I think... Marcel, Tarkle, you guys might be the ones to notice that, yeah, as the wagon approaches the bridge where there are several broken, burnt timbers uh, that make the bridge uncrossable. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's this bridge. Oh, it is no. this bridge. Yep. It's the same bridge you crossed across. Yep. Um, well, certainly we can ford the river, as with any trail leading. You anywhere. could. You definitely could. It will be uh, a little bit tough because it's quite a fast-moving river. It's quite a wide river, but you can definitely do it. You find that as the wagon, the badly damaged wagon, as it gets through, the water definitely doesn't seem to help these like fast repairs that have been done. And as you get to the other side, and the soldiers actually have to kind of get out at one point to like pull the thing across and get it up onto the bank and pull it up the bank. The horses have to be led up. Um, some of the struts and the spokes on the wagon wheel have really badly warped from the water and some of them have broken off. Still functioning, but it is in a very, very bad condition. Everyone kind of trundles back into the back, you know, trying to be as quiet and stealthy as they can. They get back in and, and it continues. Um, as we're like about, watching them like pull the thing, while yeah. like trying to get through, like whoever Marcel's next to. Um, just Probably Zara. <laughs> Leans over to Zara's like, well, good thing we went for the stealth mission. And Azar just kind of sighs in response, kind of get holding the staff tighter, getting ready for all of this to just go up in flames. <laughs> sure. Um the as you get it onto the other side and you begin trailing the wagon, it doesn't take too long as you are traveling down the road. Uh, the night sky, you know, this is now the moon is overhead. The clouds are kind of passing over, creating these long shadows. The hills seem to stretch, hiding who knows how many enemies in the dark, in the shrubland. Um, and as you are passing through, I would like Agnes and Tarkle to both make deception checks to pass off uh, this kind of uh, illusion and i would like uh azara and marcel to make stealth checks to hide yourselves um nearby do i do i think that tarkal is a particularly skilled deceiver meaning do i think that my brother has a lot of charisma shady um he is surprisingly more charismatic than you would think what kind of what kind of check are we making 
deception. So deception. charisma deception. Yeah. Deception. He's like okay. he's he's like he's a, he's okay. He's not he's not bad. Not great. Uh, okay. Well, Agnes is not very good at deceiving, so she's gonna like call upon some magic and kind of like lay her own hands on herself and say, "It is for a good reason. It's for a good reason." And cast guidance on herself to add a <laughs> okay. d four to her deception roll. Sure. Right. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, and she gets a natural 20, so she doesn't need it. Oh! oh. Uh, I got a 19. 19 also. stealth for Zara. Also 19. Oh. 19 stealth for Marcel. Stealth. And mine is 18 total. So this deception goes off actually surprisingly well. Um, you convince, you convey the idea of a lone merchant's wagon traveling at the dead of night, looking very rough, on the road uh and as you are making your way you see a small group definitely not enough but uh, to kind of pro- constitute a proper ambush but you know a small group of maybe sort of like five or six warriors or thugs kind of step out onto the road previously unseen from the sides they have crossbows you can see several of them armed with large uh pikes and they kind of look up to you and they're dressed like Cormirian knights. They're dressed like your own forces are. Hold up. Uh, inspection, road inspection. What's all this then? What, what kind oh, please. of... Uh, we're, we're just humble merchants. Inspect our wares, certainly Cormirian knights. What are you doing traveling on the road so late at night? Eh? You don't, don't you know that these roads are dangerous? It's a good job us knights are here to look after you. We, we got a little held up uh, at the bridge. We, we, we took some time to get across the river. Uh, there seemed to have been something happened there. We had nothing to cross. So we, we didn't mean to be traveling this late. As, it seems to have as, naturally uh... burned down accidentally of natural causes. <laughs> oh, is that so? Uh, you see that the one with the crossbow is kind of pointing it in your direction motions. And a couple of the guards begin making their way uh, around the side. Um, just going to inspect inspect your goods, and then we'll uh, we'll make sure you get on the road safe. Um, and he kind of like looks and kind of grins. You uh, see him go on. Uh, can Tarkle step off of the front at this point? Like, yeah. So you you step off, and he's like, "Oh, I, I I don't want you to get hurt. Our wares are very very tricky back there. I just have to move <laughs> this box. This one box has been giving us trouble this whole time. I, I just want to make sure it doesn't fall on you." Yeah, good. Oh, that's very kind of you, mate. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. So, are, so are he... they? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go on, please. Um, are, so I'm gonna. Are I, I, with... No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> are they within a twenty foot square surrounding our wagon? Oh no, <laughs> a twenty foot square surrounding the wagon. So do you mean? So what's this? Is the spell say like a twenty foot square from you? A twenty foot square like area. Twenty foot square area. Yeah, yeah, I mean that would cover the wagon and all of the brigands around it basically okay, yes that great. would cover everybody um so uh i'll wait for whatever tarkal's doing but i'm i'm holding action with the the trigger that as soon as as soon as he's done or anything happens that like the fight is starting i want to cast entangle on the ground underneath the wagon to try to grab underneath all the, of wagon. the brigands yeah okay sure okay so Tarka, what are you doing? And then uh, Zara and, and Marcel, you guys can see this from your hidden positions. You see these guys moving up. Um, Marcel, because you're kind of keeping a bigger eye out, it's not just these six guys. There mm-hmm. is actually 
several other kind of warriors uh, seemingly in the same shrubland that you and Azara are hiding in, ready to pounce. They've not noticed you, but there are definitely sort of another sort of six guys, maybe, or like, you know, four or five uh, thugs waiting to jump in on this ambush as well. Tarkle. Um, so I, my, I hope this doesn't mess things up. I was intending to walk towards the back, but as I walked towards the back, I wanted to uh, trip. So fall, I'm a very poor merchant. Um, and then as I'm getting back up to my feet, I want to unsheath my dagger stealthily mm-hmm. and then just chuck it towards the brigand's neck in front of me. Okay. And, All right. And as, so... I, as I do that, I want to scream now. And then that's okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> now is when the entangle will go off. Okay, so Azar and Marcel, before this kicks off, is there anything mm-hmm. you guys wanted to do while you're seeing this happen? So you don't know that obviously those guys are planning to attack and cast spells, but right. you are at least aware that there are other people waiting to also jump in on this ambush. Would you like to prepare anything? Yeah, I, I like convey that and just like we're sur- we're probably surrounded and this is most likely an ambush on us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm just it doesn't have to ready. be like yeah. a specific spell. You could just no. be like, you know, I want to try and do this or, you know, anything. Okay. Um, so can I actually, can I keep yourself prepared? I want to see if I can like see how many there are in the forest. Like if I can kind of look around. Is that? Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, just give me a, a straight up perception check. Just straight up perception. Classic perception. Oh, uh, 19, 20, 21, 22. Oh yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So you can see that there are six on the road, including the guy at the front who's pointing a crossbow um, mm-hmm. at them. Um, Mm -hmm. with five now approaching the wagon. There are another six waiting, kind of spread out amongst the... uh, It's not quite like a forest, but like shrubland. You and Marcel are kind of like hiding like in a rocky outcropping with this big tall grass, like spiky grass coming out of it. Mm -hmm. There on the other side of the road, behind um, a very short hill and another one of these rocky outcroppings. And they're kind of all spread along it, looking like they're ready to pop up with things like maybe crossbows or bows, to rain down fire from an elevated position. How um, far and is the furthest one? Um, they are on the other side of the road. So let's say if the road's like, you know, what, like 20 feet wide, you guys are just off the road. They're like within 30 feet, but they're in a kind of line. So imagine you've got you and Marcel on mm. one side of the road, okay. wagon in the middle, mm-hmm. and then they're on the other side of the wagon, but you can kind of see them preparing themselves on a, an, an elevated hill. Oh, that's unfortunate for them. Okay, good to know. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Marcel, anything specific? Yeah, how close do I feel is the closest one to me? The closest one to you is probably one of the ones who are approaching the wagon. So the ones who are actually on the road, ready to jump into the wagon. The ones on the other side of the road, it's the same. It's about 30 feet from you. Um, Okay, and how far is the close one approaching the wagon? Oh, like within sort of 15 feet of you. Like you're kind of like right on just you know out of their vision because it's also night right like yeah you guys are kind of helped by the fact that this is all happening at night they're 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 humans they don't seem to be like looking towards the uh the the sides of the road where your obvious dark vision is giving you mm-hmm. the benefit here um, cool. so yeah so yeah easily within 10 feet okay so this all kind of happens in a flash so we see tarkle kind of not fully trip but kind of stumble like a clumsy merchant like oh i'm so poor help me <laughs> Um, and then as he brings himself up yeah you just see this and in the moonlight there's an ever so slight glow to this blade that comes and it just embeds into into this guard's neck and it just stumbles backwards at the same time um you see uh agnes reach up her hands and all of these 
tendrils and vines and plants seem to writhe up and they begin wrapping their their vines around these strangers legs but agnes one thing you you definitely didn't do this but as you summon this natural magic as these plants erupt some of them begin splintering off and are pulling at the wagon and you see these long thorns growing out of them and you did not create this effect um these long thorns begin protruding and the men start crying out in pain as these thorns dig into their flesh um as you do this the the six on the other side of the road pop up bows begin hailing down into the wagon the boxes fly out as uh elissa and her soldiers bust out and a clashing of blades begin going everywhere else marcel and azara what did you guys want to do um i would like to cast how close uh are all of the soldiers across the way like so imagine together. that they're kind of like yeah they're kind of like at least there's like a five feet gap between each of them so it's like one five feet next one five feet next one five feet etc so i'd like so, to aim for the middle of them and cast uh-huh. fireball at, yeah. at the third level um, <laughs> we'll assume that you hit all of them okay okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so yeah you so and then marcel what did you want to do um so do i see these like thorns hurting our guys and like messing with our stuff that doesn't seem yeah so as the knights jump down agnes your entangle spell would also catch them but these thorns that you have no control over are like kind of protruding out and embedding into the creatures around you you and Tark, in fact tarkel's off the the wagon as well so i'm gonna have Tarkel make a save as well but you're currently on the wagon so you're safe from all these vines tangling around but yeah these weird you know this weird effect is taking place that you didn't conjure um, sorry, Marcel. Carry on. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask my sword uh, what he sees and use detect magic. See if I can pinpoint what's doing that. Oh, I, this is this is so strange. It, the, the there's a spell created by our fiery friend, but it's tainted somehow. That there's there's another force at work here. Something. This this really scares me is what you get back. Mm. But no, uh, no, like pinpoint or location or idea. No. Yeah. No pinpoint. The only thing you would probably get from it is yeah. Very strong conjuration. Um, school of conjuration magic is what you, you, you gather from it. All right. Um, while you do that, let's have a couple of, uh, damage rolls, um, made and a couple of saving throws made. So Azara, I'd like you to roll damage for your fireball. Okay. Um, Tarkle, I would like you to make a saving throw against Agnes's Entangle spell. Um, so, Anna, what's the saving throw on that? Uh, 15. 15. So you need to be at 15. Is it dex? Strength. Strength? Oh, bugger. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, 18 total. Nice. Nice, I did it. I trusted my brother. Huzzah. 14. And I will make a saving throw for Elissa. Um, uh that is 27 fire damage so the fireball erupts this orange explosion of light coalesces all over the the hill that these brigands pop up they do manage to get a volley of arrows off and some of your shoulder uh, some of your soldiers get arrows kind of like embedded into their shoulders um one of them falls to the ground and is kind of bound by these tight vines um but the the soldiers on the the bandits that were on the hill are just some of them go flying up in the air. You get a Wilhelm scream as one of them falls to the ground. <laughs> ah! <Falls back. laughs> 
Um, Taco, your knife, you just take out the one that was holding the crossbow. Just It just straight into his throat. He just collapses to the ground. Um, with the entangle spell in, in place, the your soldiers do manage to basically finish off the bandits, knocking some of them unconscious. Some of them get killed in the thing. But these thorns also dig into them, and you can see them tearing at their flesh. Um, several of your own soldiers have like quite grievous wounds from it. Um, Elissa manages to like pull herself free just barely, um, but it's all Can over I in cease a flash. The spell? Yeah. So as soon as like you guys have finished, you kind of cease the spell, and you see that these long jagged thorns, as you begin receding the vines, the thorns just turn into mulch. They just melt away into nothing and disappear. Also. If this is a surprise round, do I get a bonus action? Yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, at this at this point, yeah, you can absolutely take a bonus action. This uh, is all happening ha- so quick, and you guys are more yeah. than a match for these these guys. I'll have my uh, fire spirit team up with Azara and add a little flame seed to her <laughs> uh, fireball. <laughs> so, between the two of you, there are no survivors. These the okay. six that were up on that hill are incinerated. They they are I- gone. Um, um, which is fantastic, and it spares your troops from any further further casualties, really, and yourselves as well. Um, but yeah, this is all over in such a flash, Marcel. You kind of just watch as explosion, knife. You know, your own fighters jump out. You probably mm-hmm. would. I mean, Mar- would Marcel join in, like as the fighters are kind of engaging the ground forces? Um, if if there's still targets, then yeah. Yeah, and I'm not going to roleplay a whole combat out of this because, again, you guys are more than a match. You have your own forces there. Marcel joins in, and between you and Tarko helping out as well, you decimate these soldiers. Um, Before with that no happens, casualties. go on. Um, I would like to use lightning lure to bring one of the soldiers close to me and kind of keep him like Wonder Woman style, wrapped in lightning for later yeah. use. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's funny is when I was gonna join, I also was going to lightning lore. Well, you still can. <laughs> but I want. So the light, two of wanna, you, like, you want to lasso one and keep one. I want to like lightning lore one toward me and just have them land straight into my sword. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Those are so two, two different you, things. <laughs> two different see, over. You know, the two of you standing to the side of the road up on this rocky outcropping. These two whips of lightning each wrap around one of these helpless brigands who kind of look at it like, ah, they scream as a moment as lightning courses through their body. You yank them both back. Azara, the one next to you, just falls onto the ground. You put a a boot on his neck, um, keeping him pinned in place. You watch, however, you look to the side as the other one just flies straight onto this gleaming longsword that Marcel holds in his hand. And then with a quick kind of flip of the blade, uh, the body just lifelessly falls off of it. uh, And they just plummet to the sides. Um, and yeah, guys, you guys did we just have... win D and D. You guys, <laughs> we won D&D. You guys definitely just wiped out uh, a small force of minions. Absolutely, and that means you win D and D. Yay! But yeah, d- this goes exceptionally well. Um, fantastic deception. You actually lured some of them out, um, and you definitely have cleared out a, a, a large number of them. Not sure if this sort of plan would work again, but you've definitely thinned out the herd, and you now have at least we'll probably say like two or three captives. Um, the um, Elissa definitely wouldn't have killed her. She knocks them unconscious, knowing that you wanted to capture some alive. Um, but they do kind of look at Agnes in a kind of like, Elissa uh, kind of looks at you, doesn't say anything, but you can see quite an angry look on her face as like, 
these thorns like they're bleeding from these thorn marks and things like that from their bodies um, agnes is horrified and she she walks up and she casts cure wounds on Alyssa first and she's like i'm so sorry that was not me there's something uh, i'll be more careful uh, with my magic something is strange here i i apologize uh, uh thank you my lady uh, i was a bit concerned uh, after the incident with the bridge uh, i you said you this wasn't your doing. I knew that you conjured the vines, but these thorns, that wasn't you? No, it, it only should have affected our opponents, not you. I would never do that. I'm so sorry. Marcel's no, no. I'm in with that and just be like, uh, just tell him something's tainting the magic here. Something's interfering. I'm afraid this is far beyond points. my knowledge. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, she was that heals her fully. She wasn't that badly injured by these thorns. Um, and you can see the other soldiers are kind of bandaging themselves. One of them was knocked unconscious, but the other soldiers have like bound their wounds and uh, you know are healing them uh, with just medicine hit kits and things like that, okay. keeping them from dying. Basically, uh, oh. took an arrow to the back, um, but it's fine. None of them need further ministrations. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so, well, you could spend healing on them if you really want to, um, but they'll survive without any healing like they're gonna okay. just be carried back to town and they'll heal naturally okay yeah so so the plan so the plan now is to bring these survivors back to town and yeah well you do have uh the wagon is partially broken by these vines so the wheels the, the wheel that was damaged going through the fording of the river is completely smashed um so you're probably not going to be able to bring the wagon back with you unless you can repair it um you do have two or three prisoners um, some of the soldiers can probably carry them or at least kind of bind them and, and force them to walk back with you. Um, but yeah, you can just make your own way back. Uh, Does anyone know how to fix a wagon? I, I do could, not have you know, I could talk you through it. I could guide <laughs> you magically. Azara, well, Azara. I don't we... think you have the tools. Oh. Can we get the information we're looking for now? Um... If you want to watch, sure. I, I, I mean, you I, wouldn't I, be doing anything we couldn't watch, would you? And she just kind of <laughs> doesn't say anything. Just doesn't say anything. <laughs> uh, kind of starts thinking about how to reform her interrogation plan now that she's <laughs> doing it in front of the nobles. Well, so so your your intent is to uh, bring these. The, and I'm saying this purposely so the brigands can hear me. Are they are they unconscious? Two of them are. The one that Azara had like boot stomped on is conscious and is just like looking up, and you can see he looks terrified. Okay, so so your plan is to bring these men as close to death as possible uh, to procure information on how we can take the keep back. Correct. Uh, yes. Um... And, and you plan to use all sorts of magic and. And pain to do this. Yes, I, I wouldn't have put it so bluntly, but uh, usually I like, and I think she catches on as to what he's <laughs> right. what he's doing. She's like, yeah, um, it kind of starts going over her head. And yeah, and then, like, and then it comes ah. back. <laughs> uh, I I prefer lightning and 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 bringing them as close to death. Usually curing their wounds so they can feel even more pain and survive even longer. You know. And we need all three of these because, I mean, one or two are bound to die, correct? Absolutely. Usually it takes about two before I get it right and can 
bring them back just from the brink of death just to get them there all over again it's it's really a beautiful process actually i i would love one of the two of you to make an (laughs) intimidation check but you may have advantage as you are very clearly uh (laughs) helping each other in selling this quite well uh sorry nathan did you have something uh marcel is just gonna chime in and be like you know what what good would that do it's a waste of magic you might as well kill him he'll most likely lie Right, so intimidation check, please. <laughs> Who's the uh, most intimidating? Did you? Only one of us is making it, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you may pick whoever's the highest. I don't that stuff like that. I don't care about. You, you okay. guys choose whoever's got the highest, and then give it an advantage. My intimidation. You're doing it, it together. Yeah, it's plus three. Mine is plus two, so go for it. Okay. Okay. God, that's so so yeah, pressure. and you have advantage. Uh, Shane, okay. So you okay. Can roll this twice. Take the highest. Okay. So that's going to be a total of thirteen. Oh, that's a crit. Let's oh! go. Nice. Very. A very fitting, a fitting narrative crit, I think. Um, so you just hear a whimper. You hear, <laughs> stop, stop, please, please, please. I'll tell you what you want to know. Just let me go. It's not our fault. He told, he basically said he'd kill us if we didn't do what he said. And he promised us money and food and all the things that we don't normally get. Please, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Just let me go. You can kill the other two. Just, just, just let me live. Um, I think I, I definitely oh, look at Azara no, I... and Marcel and just smile. Like Tarkel feels really good about this because this feels very like dirt, like not like he's used to. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like this feels yeah. homely. Like this isn't this isn't noble at all. This is good. No. Um, <laughs> this... Agnes, on the other hand, is like green on the wagon. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I think Agnes, because you were healing Elissa as well, right? Oh, right. Elissa right. So does yeah. not look happy. This this half orc, you know, she's wearing like the tabard of the purple, right. you know, the dragon knights, and she is just like you can see like her tusks sticking up from her mouth, and her grip is like iron around the wagon, like around her weapons, and she's just looking in their direction, like this is this is terrible what you're doing, <laughs> but it's effective. So yeah, this guy just like looks up, he's looking up at you, Azara, like from beneath your boot. He's like, please, please, mistress, I'll tell you whatever you want. Right, let's think, let's sit him up. Yeah. Right. I'll 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 kind of with my boot like kick him into an upright <gasps> seated position. <gasps> um. And it's all Gaius. It's all Gaius's fault. He he came in and he he got some of the bigger ones, the the people that were, I guess, leading us before out in the woods and the mountains. Uh, he said that we could live like kings in in a castle. We'd have whatever food we wanted. Gold. He promised us so much gold. And so, he's got so, that woman with him. What woman? The mage. I don't know. She scares me, my lord. She scares me something frightful. She can she can conjure these wicked plants with thorns. And she did something to Gaius. She gave him some sort of power. Uh, his arm, his tattooed arm. It, it can do things, things that I've never seen before. Thorns. That's why they call him the Thorn Hand. Uh, mm. is there, the way so, she looks at us. The way that she looks at you, my lord, it's like we're not even human. It's like we're not even people to her. Death to her, I say. I say good riddance. Oh, now, I'm now, glad now, to be free of them. Now, <laughs> now, now, what can you tell us about the keep? What would be the best way for us to rid ourselves of this evil woman and man? Um, um, uh, well, when, when she destroyed part of the wall, she also destroyed part of the tower. The, the, the southern wall, it's got a, a breach in it, but they, they guard it. They guard it pretty well. But the tower, all they've been doing is throwing the bodies into the crevice. 
I mean, it's a pretty tight fit, but you could probably sneak through there. You might be stepping over some of the, the guardsmen and he looks a bit guilty and like looks in the direction of, of uh, Elissa and Agnes. But you could sneak through there, my lord. And the sentries, they always keep at least two sentries on each side of the walls. If you could take those out, you could approach from the main gate. If you could do it quietly, my lord, that's how I'd do it. I'd kill them while they weren't looking. Sneak into the barracks, take it. out some of the men. <laughs> what's this, this, about before? Marcel, does this sound good to you? Is Marcel nearby or is he by the wagon? I don't know where we um, are. I think he was yeah. helping you intimidate, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right, yeah. We could do that. Or this man could bring yeah. us in as his prisoners and give us a direct audience with the mage. The man looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> if he is willing to be compliant. Um, yeah, I, c- I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I, c- I could do that, yeah. And, and Marcel, you believe that would be the best course of action? I see no need to wage an entire war before we get to the head of this. Why not kill it at the head directly? You know, I that... Go ahead. No, I was... I, uh, I want to kneel down and kind of poke the prisoner's cheek like how do we know that this little weasel will put up a good performance um i didn't i've never studied theater my 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 lady (laughs) i've seen a few plays in the town fairs before um but i could do my best uh uh, but you'd need to you'd need to uh, you couldn't go in armed i'd have to take your weapons and and your staff i'd have to take those off you to you know sell it that you were prisoners, tie your hands up, that sort of thing. Marcel? Uh, Marcel takes um, his sword. Maybe you should leave some of the others alive because, you know, if it's just me bringing four of you in, that might look a bit suspicious. But maybe if there's three of us and you're a bit beaten up, maybe we could beat you up a little bit, you know, just make you look a bit more injured. Marcel takes his sword and points it at him. <laughs> <laughs> just a suggestion, my lord, just a suggestion. He says, uh, perhaps your friends are better actors than you. And he just kind of like chucks his sword into the ground, like between his legs. Oh no! Um, he probably wheezes himself at this point. Yeah, probably. Um, it's like, no, 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 they're, they're idiots. They can't do as good as me. Look, I've, I've, brought, I've brought prisoners for you, uh, Gaius. <laughs> Can this, I this is enough. roll that and enough. I'm convinced? You don't need to. You don't need to. <laughs> He's provided us a way in. I would rather go in armed with the element of surprise. Why count on this man and torture him further? So and what is your name? Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne, my Dwayne. lord. Dwayne, have you always been uh, into this kind of life? Oh, no, my lord, no. I, I, I was a good boy. I was a good, a good uh, hunter boy, I was. You don't need an insight check. He's lying. He's lying. You don't need an insight check. Do you, would you like an opportunity to make a new life for yourself? Yes, my lord. Definitely. Yes, anything. Can I tell if he's lying or not right now? You imagine that it's less of a lie and more he's willing to agree to whatever he thinks is going to get him out of this alive. He's basically just like, whatever these guys say, I'm going to agree to because I don't want to die. Would I would I say that this would I know if this this brigand Dwayne is he a better <laughs> fighter than the average citizen in Evening Star right oh, now? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell that you can, and I think that Tarkal especially would know this. 
he's got the look of the kind of folks that you and your dad probably would have met in the king's forest and some of the settlements there he's probably been a hunter um he's probably had to turn to banditry because he's not made enough money from hunting um he's probably he's killed animals like probably like wolves and things like that probably is maybe even like attacked or maybe even killed people like in that that line of work and that immediately elevates him above your kind of average citizen who you know sometimes they'll their morale will just break this is somebody who can do what needs to be done but very unscrupulous very uh, very much is about their survival and doesn't really care about anybody else um the king's forest is full of a lot of these kind of people where they've had to they've, they've had to be strong to survive you know like monsters attacking them living out in in the woods and things like that you know you you have to be practical about these things so so tween i have an offer for you i would like you and your uh dumb comrades to be taken prisoner back to town uh but i would like to help you build a life in evening star perhaps training some infantry in our town evening star is on the up and if you want a life and you want to make a living for yourself uh, i believe we could use you over there okay sure i mean you say prisoner you're are you gonna beat us not if you do not if you don't do anything that deserves beating we we okay. need to know we, we need to know we can trust you. So for now you'll be taken prisoner in the hopes that you can make a life for yourself once we take care of the keep. Okay. That sounds good, my lord. Sure. Uh, and he just looks dumbfounded. Like he doesn't really you get the sense, those of you who are looking at this guy, he has no clue what to make of this. He, he there's almost an element where he's suspicious. You can kind of read his body language, like he's looking at Tarka like what is this fucking guy talking about? He, <laughs> this is this is a load of rubbish. Like, no way is this what is going to happen. But if he thinks it's going to keep him alive, he'll agree to it. So he's like, yes, yes, that sounds wonderful. Thank, thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll be prisoners. We'll be good. As long as we, you don't beat us uh, like Gaius did. No, that's not, that's not how uh, my sister and I intend to rule. Uh, oh, good. That and sounds I wanna, nice. I want to call over... Um, Oh my gosh, I forgot her name. The one who's very angry right Alyssa? now. Alyssa? Alyssa. Yeah, yeah. your and, blade and captain. My bla- basically informed the blade captain that I would like her to take them back uh, as prisoners. Uh, keep an eye on them. Keep them healthy. And I think that there's a chance that they can change their ways and uh, be useful to Evening Star as we rebuild. If that is your desire, uh, Lord Crown Silver, Baron Crown Silver, of course. These men are criminals. I will see that they are imprisoned wherever we can find them what you do with them after that imprisonment that is your right as lawmaker of the land uh i will also ready our forces do you intend to go on to the keep now i look at marcel and i'm like hey, uh, four hours we, we should we go now right four, hour, um, four hours I, four hours we, <laughs> you're going you're going no matter what right marcel <laughs> Well, I'm assuming now we're not being taken directly there. Yeah, I, I think that I don't think he was going to sell it well. Mm. <laughs> his acting was subpar. <laughs> and if he turned on his comrades that fast, he would turn on us even faster. Well, his comrades had less chance of killing him than we do. Elissa definitely nods at what Azara said. <laughs> you can see, like, yeah, don't fucking trust this guy. I keep saying, I keep swearing. <laughs> I think we should take, I think we should take through the tower, take out the sentries that are guarding each side of the wall. 
sneak in through the tower and catch Gaius and this mage by surprise. I agree. What do you think, Marcel? Mm. I I don't Holy know says. what answer that was, but it it was. He grunts and starts you. like walking toward the tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my lords and ladies, I will once we deliver these men back to Evening Star. I will assemble the forces I have. Even if you sneak in, there is still. 20, 30 men within that keep. We'll do our best to draw as many of them to the front gates to give you an opportunity to kill their leaders. Um, we'll do our best to keep them busy while you deal with that. I would adv- ask you that if you can kill this Gaius or take him prisoner, make a show of it. It will help break his followers' morale. Um, same with this mage. Um, anything you can do to support our battle on the front lines would be appreciated but I imagine you'll have your own opponents to deal with. So focus on them. Focus on staying alive. And he looks at uh, Tarkal and Agnes. Uh, she looks at uh, Tarkal and Agnes especially. Please do focus on staying alive. You too as well, Magister. I know very well the war wizards are capable in battle, uh, but I'm regretful that I'm not there to be able to protect you myself. I've been trained in protection um, for wizards in, in particular. Uh, please do be careful. Keep yourself at a distance. We promise to come home safe to you. Please do. Uh, I would not wish to be stationed in Evening Star with another set of nobles to learn how they wish to do things. Still, uh, I will see these men escorted back. Be careful. Um, and she salutes. And with the, her survivors, they tie up, hog tie these prisoners, and they will begin marching them back, leaving you guys on the road leading up to the keep. Uh, I am going to, in our little, um, in our Discord, I'm going to send you guys a map of the keep. <gasps> um, and Ew. White Text Friend also has a map. So as you begin making your way up under the cover of night, um, you sneak along the road and you can see that if you continue your approach as is, you are going to be spotted by sentries that are patrolling along the front gate. Uh, there are two large gatehouses and you can see a large bailey, a two-floor bailey and a two-floor tower um, behind them. The stone walls, parts of it have been crumbled and broken down. Um, you can see a, a tower has been partially destroyed, um, as well as the southern wall. You see that the where it runs along the river, there is a, a river, there is a very steep um, hillside. You may be able to kind of press yourselves up, follow that along, and then climb up, therefore avoiding the sentries watching the main gate, but it will require... Um, a little bit of uh, athleticism to climb up a bit. Uh, or magic, if you have uh, the means to uh, transport yourselves. It's not particularly tall. It's maybe sort of like 50, 60 feet. Um, these cliff faces up to the level where the keep is stationed. Um, but it's still going to be a, a, a rudimentary climb to do so. Um, also, I would like, actually, just to think about it, all four of you to make a stealth check. Uh, and I do the way I do these is I do group checks. So the idea is at least half of you need to succeed uh, against the DC, which makes up for anybody who fails. It's like kind of covering yourselves as you're moving. I got a 16 total. 16 total? Same 16 total. Wait, 16? Uh, I was going to cast Pass Without Trace. So you still can? everyone oh. within 30 feet of me has a plus 10 bonus. So that becomes 26 each. 26 total. Um, 
And would you get Agnes? I mean, at this point, you've succeeded. I but... got a nat 20 again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's 30 Every time something. I cast a spell to help make sure that I pass, I'm just going to crit, because that's the only time. <laughs> yeah. Muted, Nate. So it's plus 10 with that? Yeah, plus 10 with pass without a trace. Okay, so that would be... 21. 21. Well, the four of you, as... Um, as Agnes conjures this cloak of twilight that seems to kind of coalesce and descend over you, covering your bodies and your feet and your boots, you watch as any trails you left in the grass just vanish as the grass regrows and reforms. Your steps make no sounds as you snap, uh, as, as branches crunch beneath your boots, they'd make no noise um, as nature itself lends silence and shadows to your approach you manage to make your way up the main path hugging the side of the cliffside as you see Starwatch keep above looming down looking over the river and down towards evening star you can see above uh, a couple of lone sentries carrying burning torches make their way along the broken walls um, and you can climb your way up um, to reach that so how are you guys going to reach the top of this like short this kind of steep hillside to get to the the tower we're aiming for the secret tunnel way that he said he would do right the the broken tower so um if you look in the on the map it is in the bottom uh right uh that little like circle you can see circle that's split yeah exactly so you can see looking up that it probably was once like a guard tower but it's almost been ripped down the middle um almost as if like a giant bolt of lightning or a giant, um, you know, it's been torn apart by big claws. Um, it's been pulled into two halves. And there's this very thin, narrow gap down the middle. But you can already begin to smell rot and decay flowing down from above you. Um, and you can see, you know, maybe an, an arm stuck out of a huge pile wedged between um, this tower. Uh, further down, you can see that more of the wall has been broken up but you can see signs of wooden barricades, barrels, crates that have been set up um, and flaming torches that clearly indicate that somebody is watching that particular entrance as well. Um, yeah. So you have a short, uh, a steep cliffside to ascend before you can pass through into the tower. Uh, how would you like to go about this? This may be reckless. I Sure. However. 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 I'm going to our. You said it's going to be an athletics check to climb it. I mean, it's a climb. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a physical climb up. Well, that's not gonna that's not gonna work. So I'm go, I'm going to cast polymorph on okay. on myself. Okay. Um. What do you What do you take the form of? Uh, a small, a small raven, like like not small. a like a like a ink blue raven. Yeah, I was going to say like a slight hint of blue in the black feathers. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You got me, yeah. you got me. I got you, I got you. Um, uh, yeah, so you watch as, as Azara's form shapeshifts and coalesces down into this inky blue raven. Um, and I kind of want to take this opportunity to do a little bit of recon uh, since this lasts for an hour. Yeah, so I kind yeah. of want to fly around the keep, see if I can track a pattern of these Perfect. centuries, uh, fly close to the window. I'm just a raven, you know, nobody's noticing what I'm doing. So see okay. what's through the hole of bodies and such and such. Yeah, so just... yeah. 
So you can see everything that's on the map there. You can see that there is clearly several buildings which look like a barracks um, mm -hmm. to the south as well. The main bailey has several windows. You don't quite look inside them. I know you guys can see it on the map. But, um, you can see that there is clearly something, some sort of presence inside this main bailey. Um, in terms of the sentries, yeah, there's about two on each side of the wall. So, you know, east, west, north, south. Two sentries kind of keep a lookout with flaming torches. Um, they follow a basic pattern. They also seem kind of listless, like they're looking out, but there's an overconfidence where they just think, well, we can see anything coming, coming, so we don't have to be particularly diligent. We'll, we'll notice if anything comes by. Um, do you get close to any of the buildings or are you going to keep your distance and kind of just try and scout it? Um, I feel like I would possibly get closer to some of the guard buildings if it seems like they're not really paying attention just to kind of see if i can get a mm. number yeah well that so yeah you do so there's definitely yeah you can get an idea of number so there's probably about sort of 30 general soldiers some of which are hanging out in the barracks which they're eating playing cards drinking quite a lot mm. um there's also an officer's quarters where several of them seem to be stationed a lot of them are also just camping outside. You can see bedrolls and tents have been sort of set up in the main sort of like the main courtyard of the keep itself. Um, but around the entrance of the main bailey, which is the large stone building you can see, mm -hmm. around the entrance to that near the barricades of the southern wall that's been broken through, you can see a group of about four or five um, much more trained looking soldiers. These, they look like they've taken the best equipment. Um, they are keeping an eye out. There's not that air of overconfidence. Um, you also notice that they have the same tattoo all along their right arm, a curling black thorn that just seems to spiral up their whole arm and their bicep um, with jagged black thorns. Um, they look they look dangerous. They look like uh, pretty nasty folks. But with right. that, I think the last thing before we end the episode today... Oh, shit! You catch a glimpse, <laughs> Azara... As you fly back, trying to rejoin your friends, you see that the large two-story tower at the back of the keep, mm -hmm. um, it has a few slit windows. And as you glance in, you see the shape of a woman in a beautiful, elegant green robe, hood up, perusing what appears to be library shelves. And as you fly by, quick as anything, like a bird, just almost perfectly... She turns, looks out the window, and stares directly at you. And you just see a shimmer of green over her eyes. And that is where we will end today's episode. Ah! Ah! <laughs> no! <laughs> so cinematic. That may was. I, may I say one quick thing? Yes, absolutely. Sorry. Sorry, Nath. I just wanted to wrap oh, up. No, Sorry. No, no, Go no. On. You're good. I just want to state that I preemptively rolled my strength athletics check and was waiting yeah, to, to say I got a 21 because I know if I wait till next time and re-roll, it will not be that high. <laughs> Perfect. We will keep that. Uh, and then we'll go over with, we'll, we can come back to that. You guys can tell me off stream. If uh, Anna and, and, and Shady, what you guys got, we can come back to that and do that. But I will remember that you got a 21. Absolutely. <laughs> just um, just so absolutely. all bear witness. I'm yeah, not absolutely. positive, but I'm pretty sure that I only rolled crits this entire you session. You didn't get another Whoa. one. <laughs> I Because I had two natural 20s, and when I rolled my D8 plus four for the uh, cure wounds, it was an eight. And that's never happened to me <laughs> wow. in, in my entire life. I usually roll like crap. 
the good job if, you get all those roles this week. another role that I got, but that like something I need to like buy a lottery ticket <laughs> or something. This is nuts. Amazing. Um, we've got to wrap up because I know there's another stream really quickly. So let's do some really quick shout outs. Um, let's go with Shady. Go first. Where can I'm, people find you? My, my name is Shady. You can find me on the internet. I'm going to pop over to Mika. My name is Mika. You can find me on the internet at Mika Burton. I'm going to pop over to Nate. Hi, I'm Anna Prosser. You can find me at social media at Anna Prosser on Wednesday. I'll be on Penny Arcade for a Critical Role stream. And after that, I'll do a little talking stream on my own channel about this stream. And then on Thursday, I'll be playing Star Wars role playing on my channel as well. I hope you'll stop by. Hi, Mark. Hey, thanks. <laughs> at Sherlock underscore Humes. Main thing to check out is my D&D show, High Rollers D&D. We've got Curse of Stroud on Thursdays. We've got our homebrew campaign, Aroes, which is like a sci-fi fantasy thing on Sundays. Come and check out our Twitter and our Twitch page. It's got all the times and stuff. It's all UK times, but you can convert it. Hi Rollers D&D, that's the main show. If you like me DMing, come and watch me DM some more. That's pretty much it. Thank you so much. Thank you, White Text Friend, for all of yes. your hilarious commentary. Uh, I Thank always you, look Dave. forward to watching it as well. Um, and yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I hope players, I hope you all had fun. Um, we will see you next time. Um, I'm just sad we didn't have more time. We've got to wrap up. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.